I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh my God, what? And be, what the hell? What's wrong with you? You're worried about a stupid IT job? You know, that's like the most ridiculous thing in the world. And it was really starting to get me down. And eventually I, I looked at my brother and I said, man, I'm, I'm out. I can't deal with this guy anymore. And, and he, he said, out where? I said, I'm, I'm out. He goes, well, just take a break, take a holiday. I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm completely out. And what I'd been doing since 2007, all the way to 2017, I was just like, I chucked my hands up and I'm like, you know what? Bugger this. I, I just don't want to do it anymore. And well, okay. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> they say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I am so excited to have our guest today. We have Robert Bress with us. Bress with us today. Boy, am I, I can't even speak today. <laughs> Tongue tied. So I want to share with you a little bit about Robert and his story, and what Robert's going to share with us. You guys are really going to get excited about his journey. So after about 10 years, he was in the Australian Defense Forces and both the Royal Australian Navy and the Australian Army. Robert found his entrepreneurial career off to a racing start. So Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. And tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up being where you're at today and creating this amazing company that you have. Well, good day, Donna. It's great to meet you and it's great to be here with your listeners today. I really appreciate the opportunity to share that. You know, I know your podcast is about transformation and growth and I've had uh, a hell of a transformation myself personally in the last couple of years. Although it's not one that you would, it's not one that you would sort of hear as a usual story on a podcast, so to speak. You know, normally transformations come from really bad things into better things. And mine isn't one of those. So my background is military. I, I was in the military for 10 years in the Australian Defence Force, both in the Navy and in the Army. Um, I travelled the world as a young fella. I grew up in the military and I had a pocket full of money and I drank a lot of it. It was the party of a lifetime. It was, uh, it was a really good experience. Um, I went everywhere the Australian Navy uh, went at the time. I went around Australia, went all through the Middle East, all through Asia. Um, and I, I had an incredible party. And once that kind of came to an end, there was not really anything else to do in the Navy. And I put my hand up and said, Hey, I want to go to the army. Uh, Cause I actually wanted to be an infantry soldier originally. And, um, after, after five years as, as a grunt, um, I, same thing. I, I went everywhere. The Australian army would take you in that period of time. I went on operations. I had a really good time with my mates. I got all my military free fall qualifications. So I got to do all the really super fun stuff you get to do in the infantry. Um, and it's sort of like, 
that's as good as it gets. Get out before it kind of starts to get really bad. And um, I had a young family at the time, so I decided to uh, to get out. And I kicked off my entrepreneurial career as at, with an electrical contracting company. Um, so that was relatively successful. Uh, me and two of my mates, we got out of the army together and um, you know, that was our sort of first, first venture, our first journey into business, so to speak. And within about three months, we'd employed nearly 30 people. Um, so our business was going off like a firecracker and it was doing really well, but I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And, you know, my job was to sort of, uh, to look after the people and to manage the people and get them to turn up to the jobs and complete the jobs and do the work and make all that sort of stuff happen, which I was really good at. But when it comes to juggling a business and running a business, my mate Paul and, and Shane, they were doing that and they were the really sort of the brains behind it, if you like. Um, but again, they were, you know, pretty, pretty green around the gills when it came to running business. And after a period of time, it sort of it wore out, it wore on me, it wore on my family. You know, you go on in a small business like that in a startup environment for sort of 16, 18 hours a day. Um, and it was pretty trying. So I kind of left that behind and, you know, in between businesses, I had various different jobs and, and whatnot, like we all do as struggling entrepreneurs. And I kind of broke through around 2007 when this thing came out. You might have heard of it before. It's called a, uh, it's called this funny thing at the time. It was really strange. It's called an iPhone. No one, <laughs> no one knew what that thing was at the time. We all wanted flip phones and we wanted a smaller phone and we wanted a, a gadget like from the Matrix back in the, back in the day in the early 2000s. And when the iPhone came out around 2007, that's when I sort of got back into, into digital properly. And I was building a whole bunch of apps. I was building a whole bunch of websites. And that's sort of where my entrepreneurial career really took off. And I had a bunch of clients. I had a decent sized team and things were going really well. And I think it was, it was probably about 2017 where I, I had, and, and here's the story for you. So everything was going along well. My life was good. You know, I, I live in a I live in a bubble in the best country in the world, 100 meters from the beach. You know everything that an Aussie lifestyle would that you would expect, and it's really good. And you know a pocket full of money and happy, healthy kids, happy, healthy family. Everything's really good, but work wasn't going so well. And the reason it wasn't going so well is it was just really repetitive. And if you've ever had any type of success in your business and never let let go of that business, meaning you, you're stuck in it, you're kind of on that mouse wheel on that hamster wheel of going round and round in circles on it. It gets very boring because when business is successful, you've got a, you've got a system that works. You rock up to a sales appointment, you do your presentation and your pitch, you win the business, you go back, throw it into the machine and you go and do it all again. And I was doing that day after day after day. And you know, we'd win, you win a website for, $25,000 and then an AdWords campaign for $5,000 and another one for $3,000. And, you know, I'd turn over personally, I'd turn over, you know, 25 to $50,000 a week in revenue and had a good team behind me working with my brother to, 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 uh, to deliver and develop all of those things. And then it came to a point where I, I had a job that I quoted on and I, I just underquoted it. And I, I bought into the client's BS of them not having any money. Um, I bought mm. into the client's BS of them saying they didn't, they, they didn't know what they were doing. And the guy was driving around in a Mercedes wearing a $3,000 suit, taking me to lunches that cost $400 each. And I don't wow. know why I didn't see it at the time. Maybe sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees. And so you're trying to help this guy and then he ends up taking of advantage of me. So mm. I underquote the job and all he was, was a really skilled negotiator. And I underquoted the job and 
I sort of, sometimes I would win the business and then do the project management as well, because I can speak the language of IT pretty well. And I would work directly with the clients to understand exactly what they would want. And then I would hand it off to an analyst. And sometimes the analyst would be like, Rob, can you just write it up for me? And I'd write it up and it'd get handed off to the development team. And in this case, I wrote it all up and put it all together and handed it off to the dev team. And they began work. And what would have normally taken three, maybe three months, maybe 12 weeks to do was sort of taking five and six months to do. And this guy was getting really upset. We'd lost a bunch of money on it. He was starting to become a little bit nasty about it. And then it was at that point that I realized, you know what, like, I don't need to be spoken to like this. You took advantage of me. You did that deliberately to me. And there was a bit of a cultural difference there as well. You know, I, I think Australians are very similar to Americans in that we will do exactly what it is that we say we're going to do. And there's no, mm -hmm. no reason for me to be deceptive about anything. And this guy was really deceptive and he was culturally different to me and his ethics were different for me. He didn't grow up here in Australia. He's not an Aussie and things were quite different. And it really started to grind on me. And I, I never realized how much it was affecting me, but you know, you started to lose and I never lost sleep over nothing in my life. Nothing. I had, I had all sorts really? of accidents. And well, then you're, was, you're, uh, you're fortunate. I'm, I'm lucky, right? I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I live in a bubble. I've created a really good life for myself and for my family and stuff. And um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, Oh my God what and be what the hell what's wrong with you You're worried about a stupid it job you know that's like the most ridiculous thing in the world and it was really starting to get me down and eventually i, I looked at my brother and i said man i'm i'm out i can't deal with this guy anymore and, and he, he said out where i said i'm, I'm out and he goes well just take a break take a holiday i'm like no nah, i'm out i'm completely out and what i've been doing since 2007 all the way to 2017 i was just like i chucked my hands up and i'm like you know what bugger this. I, I just don't want to do it anymore. And well, okay. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so is this your brother talking to you saying, Hey, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Okay. And you know, nothing, nothing bad has happened. That's why it's sort of a, a bit of a funny story in some ways. It's like, well, come on, man. You're like having a bit of a hard time at work and you, you threw a little bit of a tantrum and just go cry in the corner for 10 minutes and come back. You'll be all right, man. Or go and have a holiday with your family for a couple of weeks. We'll take a month off and come back. You know, that's why you work for yourself. And I was like, nah, and I dug my heels in. And, and to me at the time, you know, it was the biggest thing in the world. And looking back at it with hindsight, I guess everything that you go through in your life is all relative. And it was relative to, to my situation at the time. It was really bad. And I never really struggled with mental health issues or depression or anxiety or anything bad like that, especially to do with my entrepreneurial work because I was completely in control of it. And mm -hmm. that was happening. It was really happening to me. And in hindsight, when you look back at it, you can join the dots and see what was causing it. But when it's happening to you at the time, it's very hard to have the foresight to see why it is you're feeling like that. You need a really high level of emotional intelligence and financial intelligence to understand what's causing the problems in your life at the time you're experiencing them. And um, I didn't have that foresight at the time, but now looking back at it, I, I recognized that I was just doing a bunch of things that weren't making me happy. And, and that's, and, and I, I remember, I remember sitting down and writing a list of things like what makes you happy. And I, at the top of the list, I wrote airplanes because ever since I was a little kid, I just wanted to be a pilot and I got my private pilot's license and all right, well, why don't you go and be a pilot? And I went and got my commercial pilot's license and I'm like, you know, I'm too old to be on be a commercial pilot. No one's going to pick me up. 
have to work a shitty job for ages and you don't get paid very much. I'm not willing to take that pay cut and you've got to travel around. And so that was kind of a non-starter. You know, I'd, I'd sort of missed the boat. Then I went away and cried in my pillow about missing the boat about something that I dreamed about since I was a little kid. And, you know, all of these things, that's like, in, in hindsight, I can join the dots of the things that were causing me trouble. And now, you know, I remember writing on the list, the second thing that I, I loved a lot, and I wrote motorbikes. You know, well, maybe, I, what if I went and like sold motorbikes? I'm really good at sales. Maybe I could go and do that. And I applied for a couple of jobs. And I thought that that could be a fun thing. You know, I, I love motorbikes. I love everything to do with motorbikes and um, a really sort of masculine male thing to do. Um, but no one would give me a job. I was too overqualified. Um, I can't remember what you called the name of it. I should have wrote it down, but um, you were saying something about a certain kind of box or something that you um, used. And I, I didn't know what that was. A motor box? Oh, motor, motorbikes. Motorbikes. What is that? No, no, motorbikes, motorcycles. Oh, motorcycle. <laughs> As my Aussie accent. And a slight nuance in Australian versus American. This is the part that is so fun. When you do an interview, you never know what the other person sometimes is trying to say because of their accent. So I apologize. So yes, motorcycle. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So Americans call them motorcycles. Aussies call them motorbikes. Uh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, got motorbikes. It. Yeah, that's the difference there. Yeah, so any, like anyway. So I was like, what is that? And I know my <laughs> listeners are going to ask me that question. So I had to ask. So anyway, thank good, you for good. that. Yeah, anyway, I, I thought, you know, if I could do something in that industry, that would be interesting to me. But unfortunately, I couldn't get a job. I was just too overqualified in that space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the entrepreneur in me sort of says, well, if I can't get a job working for somebody else, what can I do in that space? And it sort of made me reflect on, what I was doing with my life and the value that I was trying to add. And where I arrived was one of the things that I'd done a fair bit just over my entrepreneurial career was media. I'd done a bunch of media and that was the third thing that was on my list, media. And what could I do with media and how could I do that? I'd been interviewed several times. I'd been on TV a number of times. I'd done a whole bunch of stuff in the media when I was in the military. And I, I figured that one of the things that was, that kind of gave me joy that I really enjoyed that kind of, that fired me up was media and I thought well these days it's pretty easy easy to do that stuff why don't you just kick off with a YouTube channel and why don't you do that in YouTube and make it make it happen that way for myself and what I said to myself was well if you're going to do it why don't you do it incrementally and do it as a podcast first because it's only audio and you can kind of be a little bit more relaxed and a bit more flexible with that and then translate that into something that looks like YouTube and, and media as well. And along the way, uh, you know, it's a, it's a happy accident is I, I discovered the thing that gives me the most joy that I've ever experienced in my life. And, you know, I think, again, looking back with hindsight, you can join the dots. And back in the day in, in high school, if I go all the way back there and, you know, why did my personality type develop like it is today? And how did I end up here? And what did I miss? And back in high school, it's just really simple stuff. You know, it's math, science, English, physics, and chemistry, very STEM related type subjects that most, most boys go through in high school. There was no creativity. There's no art in there. There's nothing that kind of, there was no music in there. There was none of that stuff in there. And it's kind of no wonder that I gravitated towards the careers and the jobs and the things that I've done over the years, because that's where I came from at school because they're the things that I was good at because I was a straight A student with all of those things. But without realizing in my early 40s when I discovered 
media and podcasting and been able to craft conversations like this myself, I'm thinking, man, I missed the boat with that badly. That arts, the drama, the media, um, acting and all of those sorts of things that I'd never been exposed to. I was discovering as a, as a 40 year old guy and thinking, man, I, if I had to discover this in my twenties, my life would have been completely different. I definitely wouldn't have been in the military. I probably wouldn't have been had the entrepreneurial career that I had, or maybe would have done journalism or I would have done something more in psychology. Um, more and, and I realized that just in crafting conversations in podcasting, the thing that I love the most is people. I love engaging with people. I love having conversations with people. Um, and it's just, it's just fun to meet new people. And I decided that as I would, as I stepped out of the digital marketing agency in that arena, in that world that I would do, I would focus all of my attention on podcasting and I would see where that would take me. And over a period of time, I'd, I'd, ended up being interviewed in the first year I did more than 200 interviews where I was interviewed. Um, so it, it was a full-time job and it's a full-time profession. And in the process, I had a bunch of people say to me, Hey Rob, how do you, uh, how do you do that? And I'm like, oh, this is how I do it. Go and do it yourself. And they were like, well, can you do that for me? And I was like, no. And after probably 30 or 40 people asking me, Hey, can you help me get interviewed? And can you help me get on some interviews? I sort of capitulated and said, all right, I'll, I'll help you do it. And it was a bit of a happy accident. And I created a business out of it. The entrepreneur and me can't, I can't help myself. So I created a business helping people get interviewed on podcasts. And in since I've helped, I don't know, must be 20 or 30 people. I've lost, I don't count them anymore, launched their own podcasts as well in the process. And um, I just, I really love what I do because there's no stress involved and the very nature of what podcasting is and creating content and, and making videos for YouTube and things like that. It's very, uh, it's very low level levels of stress. And usually the intention behind it is fun. So if the intention is fun, it's rarely that it becomes stressful. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a really nice place to be in the world. And if you can happen to make money out of it, well, that's an even better thing. And I'm clever enough and crafty enough to be able to have done that. And it's, and it's been pretty successful for me in the last couple of years. And I've, I've felt all of the stress in my life, leave me all the anxiety in my life that I had about the digital marketing agency and that negative client at the end, leave me. And when I recount the story, I don't tell that story very often because people don't really ask where it came from very often but it was a really bad experience looking back in hindsight compared to what other people go through with health challenges and family challenges and loss and grief and things like that. What I've gone through is absolutely nothing. It's a career challenge really in the scheme of things. But yeah, I think that's also you in, went in from nothing and you ended up being broke and, and then you were able to come back from that. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. There's lots of entrepreneurs that would love to know what you did and how you did that. So you know, that is a big deal, I think. So sometimes yeah. I think people discount their story and don't realize how, you know, those are valuable lessons it, it, it is definitely a valuable lesson. No, I, I certainly acknowledge that, you know, and when I kicked off my podcast, I was sort of like, what, what am I going to call this thing? What am I going to do? And what I did is I, I just looked at my life and I looked at what is it that I can record for a thousand episodes? What can I talk about for a thousand episodes? And then when I've done that, what can I do for a thousand more? And what I, where I arrived was that everybody knows how to commit to something. And the people that have been successful in their life have committed and stuck with stuff longer. And really what they've done is they've gone all in on things. And I, and I figured that that's how I kind of approach my life as well. You know, I don't, there, there is no plan B. 
what are you, what are you running with a plan B for? Because plan A won't work if you've got a plan B. Burn those bridges, burn the boats. Just get going and go all in and commit. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I agree. I, I, intuitively, it's part of every person's makeup. Every human being knows how to go all in. Every person knows how to commit. Every person knows how to achieve what it is that they want to achieve. Your ability to stick with it determines whether or not you achieve the outcome that you're looking for. Um, so it's it's been a uh, it's been a hell of a ride to get there and to understand that and to be able to articulate that and share that story. And along the way, I've met some incredible people. I've done some incredible interviews. I've been exposed to things that I otherwise would never have been exposed to without having access um, with a podcast and with my YouTube channel and things like that. And um, I wrote down a list of a hundred people that I wanted to interview when I kicked off the podcast, because I'm very um, methodical and goals orientated when it comes to things like that. And on that list was a bunch of people that I wanted to speak to, actual human beings. And then there was a bunch of uh, types of conversations that I wanted to have. Like I wanted to talk about health challenges that people had faced. I wanted to talk to people that had had uh, that were cancer survivors or people that have struggled with PTSD as veterans. And there's a bunch of things like that as well. And once I hit a hundred episodes, I look back at that list and I went cross, 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 cross. And I crossed off all hundred things that were on the list. And I was like, Oh, now I've got to write a list of another hundred. So I went and did that as well. And I'm about halfway through that yeah, with my show as well now. So yeah, it's a really, uh, really fun experience to be able to do that. Well, that sounds awesome. It sounds like you've really worked through some, some things that you, you found almost like on accident because sometimes when people ask for certain things or they ask, what are, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And teach me how to do that. I, I love that you had clients that came to you and said, show me how. Mm. And sometimes that's how it works. And, you know, it just evolves into this great business. So I love that you were able to do that. So tell me just a little bit about, you said you teach them how to do podcasts. You teach them how to go all in and not give up. You're, there's no plan B. I love that. Um, but what exactly are you in, and you also help them get on other podcasts. Is there anything else that this business does? I mean, I just want people to understand kind of what it's about. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, you know, the, the, the primary thing that I do is I tell other people's stories, you know, and I, and I share those stories on, on my podcast and, and okay. I love to do That's that. That's exactly just what a, I do. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fun thing. Right. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, cause you just meet the most incredible people. And sometimes I get to the end of the week after four or five interviews and I'm like, man, I've got to do something with my life, you know, cause these people are doing such incredible things and it really sort of shines a spotlight on, on what you're not doing and what you could do and the potential that you do have. But one of the things that <clears throat> I get a lot of feedback, right? I get a lot of feedback through my socials and for some reason I have a lot of people emailing me. Um, there's less communication in social media than there is via, um, via email. And, mm -hmm. and the overwhelming, the overwhelming uh, theme of what I receive in the messages is, hey, Rob, I'm, I'm thinking about starting this business or I'm thinking about doing this thing, but I'm not really sure. What do you reckon I should do? And I'm kind of like, well, what do you think, man? You're talking to the go all in guy. Go all in. Come on. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I always play with that and I'm always playful with that. But what it did is that I think there was more than I think it was like 1200 messages I totaled up in emails and over a period of about six months, it was, it doesn't sound like a lot and it's, and it's not really, but if somebody's listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube video and then they actually take the time to write to you, I take the time to write back to them. 
And I do that. And what it did is it kind of, it helped me to re- recognize that people actually uh, are listening to these stories and they want to know how things are done. So I created a masterclass. I created a masterclass that helps you to understand, um, you know, going out there and declaring to the world that you're going to go all in on something is a fun thing to do. Making that declaration is a really fun thing to do. But as soon as it gets hard, people have a tendency to let themselves off the hook. And people ask me all the time, how do you not do that? How do you make the declaration and not let yourself off the hook and follow through and to do that? So I created the masterclass and there's seven pillars to that masterclass. So it's about developing an elite mindset. It's about working through your levels of motivation and commitment and understanding how they fit within the remit of your sphere of influence and what you need to do to make that happen. It's about really practical things like process over outcome. You know, 95% of people spend 95% of their time focusing on the outcome, but then they forget about how they're going to get from point A to point B. And I don't know how to close the gap from where they are to where they want to be. Then hand in hand with that is time management. You need some really good time management, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you're an employee, or you're a single mom at home, you need to have really good time management that's coupled with your process over outcome in order for you to stick with what it is that you've got because your motivation and commitment is only going to get you so far. And then we've got, we talk about focus and awareness, routines and habits of success and self-control and discipline is a big one as well. So they're the seven pillars to master your mind and go all in. And what I did is it's really the culmination of everything that I've learned as a man living in this world, you know, growing up as a kid here in Australia, playing sport and doing all the things that Aussie kids do. And then 10 years of military experience and about 20 years of being an entrepreneur. Uh, that's the culmination of how I kind of arrived at where I'm at and how I, I managed to be successful in pretty much anything I put my mind to. I've had plenty of failures in my life as well, but I just chalk all that stuff up to experience. And you know, you kind of, Sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you fall flat on your face and sometimes you get knocked over and kicked on your ass. And it just is what it is. It's not a big deal. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go all in again. And don't worry about a plan B, just go again. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Robert, for sharing your amazing story and how you overcame so much. And, you know, going from a job that you ended up hating to something you're just thriving and loving. It just, I, I really, really love that so much. And I also am doing the same thing. And so I kind of get where you're coming from. I know what you're feeling. I, every day I have to pinch myself, like I get to do this for a living and I get to enjoy it. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And uh, I love that you were able to do that. And And so tell us how can they contact you for this masterclass? Where do they go? Yeah, sure. So I've got a, a great deal for you all listeners today. You can go to goallin.com.au forward slash a masterclass or one word. Uh, and we've got a 50% off deal there for you today. If you just put in the promo code 50 off, so 50OFF, we give you 50% off the masterclass there. So you can check it out. Go head over to that link. There's a video on the front page there that explains everything that I talked about there. Some info about that. And uh, I would love to hear some feedback. If you've got some feedback, you can reach out there as well. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. So now at the end of my podcast, I always ask my listeners, what was the one thing that made the biggest shift for you, the biggest transition to be able to go from hating your job and walking away from that to then having a job that you're thriving at? What was, what was it that made that one just big shift for you 
to it's such an it's such an important uh, such an important topic to talk mm-hmm. about and i don't know that it's just one big thing but if i had to boil it down and answer your question directly and not kind of beat around that bush i would i would say that um, just letting go actually mm-hmm. and and i guess as an entrepreneur and as a business owner you you hold on pretty tight you, you're a bit of a control freak and anyone that tells you that's got a business that they're not a control freak is not telling you the truth because in order for you to be successful and maintain your success, you have to control what it is that you're actually doing. And when I let go of that and then I let go of what might be and just let it be, things started to happen for me. And when I let go of all the things that were making me unhappy, all of the things that made me happy started to show up and you know happiness was not what i was seeking because i believe happiness is a pendulum for sadness i'm not happy all the time and i'm not sad all the time i'm just me in the middle 99 of the time and sometimes i'm happy and sometimes i'm sad sometimes i'm cranky sometimes i'm playful you know but if i let go of all the things that make me unhappy and just have a little bit of faith in myself that everything's going to be all right and it's a little bit of esther hicks there right everything's working out for you everything's always been working out for you it's like well, that is that is actually true. If I mm-hmm. I can I can fit that into the context of my life. If I let go, I realize that everything's working out, and everything always will work out for me to be okay. I will have to agree with you. Letting go is definitely one of the best things that you can do because when we as entrepreneurs are pushing, where it's it doesn't serve us. We can try and work and do and. I've been there, know what that's like too. But until you let go and say, okay, now just let it flow. So letting go is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I always like to give my listeners something that they can take and use afterwards. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I look forward to checking out your stuff as well and to see what you've got um, out there. I always love to check out my... um, my guest stuff as well. And you're right. You always meet some amazing people that you get to really interact with. And, and it, it is such a fun job. So um, thank you again, Robert, for being here today. And uh, we appreciate that. Thanks, Donna. It's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to share half an hour or so here with you and your audience. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.